to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined as I am every episode by with Ike. Uh, Ike, how are you? Oh, man. Got acid reflux. How are you doing? Yeah, I got that shit, too, but it doesn't hit me till later at night. It's always, <laughs> always seems like, and I take stuff, typically, right? I, I, t- I know this is a world, this is, trust me, if you got acid reflux, that fits right into the horror genre. Yes. Uh, you, know, you would understand, <laughs> but. But it's like the worst is when I forget to take it and I lay down for bed and it's always when it hits me and I'm like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's just burning through me as I lay there. I was gonna say, I, obviously this is not horror related, um, perhaps, but I I ate um a spicy ramen, um I uh, I, I buy these ramens they're called uh, boldak noodles, um I probably yeah, yeah, mispronounced yeah. those, uh, but yeah, it's really it's good, fun. really good, but it's spicy man, and every time I eat it, it always gives me acid reflux. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have I don't I haven't found triggers for me yet, but uh, per se. But it's, if something has a little spice, sometimes it, it hits me a little. But it's not I don't think anything I don't know. But like I said, I typically take something, and it keeps it pretty well under control. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we're probably giving our listeners some acid reflux listening to this kind of crap. So I'm supposed to be the old man around here yelling at the clouds, and you're you're the one that brings up acid reflux. So. <laughs> that's how it goes <laughs> it is it is it is well thank you for listening and if you're still here which we hope you are uh, make sure you subscribe wherever uh, you do listen to our podcast and follow us on social media we're on facebook twitter instagram tiktok letterboxd and the slasher app you look up listen to screams that is listen the number two and screams and you will find us a special thanks to our wives searchers uh, compadre support whatever you want to call them uh, monica and kayla for everything you do for us. And uh, we will mention it several times through the podcast, but we're going to issue right off the top a spoiler warning. We do discuss movies, and in the course of those discussions, we will spoil plot points. You have been warned. Uh, today's episode, we will be reviewing the new take on Children of the Corn that just got released on uh, video on demand uh, later in the show. Uh, but before we get to that, Ike, besides that, uh, do you watch anything else uh, this week or, or do anything? Oh, well, let's see. Um, so obviously I, I, I'll preface this by saying that um, I watched the new Children of the Corn, like you said, um, but that kind of led me on to watching some of the other ones. I, I watched the original and I also watched the second Children of the Corn. Um, so that, that was fun. Um, in addition to that, uh, I haven't really watched much else. Um, I'm getting ready to start the Winchesters because I finally finished the Big Bang Theory. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually lift just my embargo, lift my embargo or whatever I'm talking about. You got to get through this thing. Right. And again, I will tell you, and I'll tell anybody out there that is skeptical, give it a chance. And even if you, I, to me, I thought it was fun and great right out of the gate. But even if you feel like what is going on and it, it, you feel like something's wrong, give it time. Yeah. Because by the end, I think there's 13 episodes. By the end, it is a very nice. Because right now it hasn't been picked up for a second season yet. We don't know what's happening. No one knows what's happening. Hopefully it will get picked up. CW's got a lot of shit going on right now because they're under new mergers or ownerships or all that kind of crap. So, but if they don't get picked up again, this 13 episodes is a nice, complete little story. Now, there's a world they can do if they continue on. But thankfully, it, 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 if, it if it was just left at this 13 episodes... It's like a nice little miniseries, and it it works pretty well. So, 
it's nice. fun because I'm I'm a I'm a supernatural nut, so I might be a little biased, but. <laughs> But yeah, no, we're we're gonna start that pretty soon. I, I think we're we're kind of catching up on uh, a couple. We had a couple of series that had like short seasons, like um, for those people out there that you know maybe don't know me or watch the uh, other channel stuff that I do. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of anime, so I've been rewatching or not rewatching, but watching the uh, most recent season of My Hero Academia, um, which I think I think Dave might like. Actually, it's about superheroes, so. You know, it's it's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah. So I, I watched, been watching that, and honestly, I gotta say, it's 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 this most recent season that they came out with has been really brutal, like really gory and not uh, very unlike the other seasons. So let me let me put it that way. So that's been kind of cool, not horror related, but pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can cross the streams here that there is a supernatural anime, right? There is. There is. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. seen that out there. I've never watched it, but I, I, I do know that it exists. <laughs> yeah, I've watched a few episodes. It's trippy. It's it's something. <laughs> but uh, I, I will someday plow through the rest of it. So uh, but let's see. Yeah, I, I watched the original Children of the Corn as well. I, I, I felt like it's been a while since I watched it anyway. So I kind of yeah. you know, I thought I kind of wanted to watch it anyway. But same. <laughs> uh, I, but I wanted to watch the new after watching that so that I can watch it both as try to watch it on its own, but then also you, you compare, you know, you have to compare a little. And um, so that I felt like I needed to do that. Uh, what else did I watch? I, I did finish the screen TV series that I was watching. It was, wasn't bad. Um, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I finished up for last episode. I can't remember, but uh, I have finished that. Uh, I did watch uh, the, uh, from 86, I watched chopping mall because mm-hmm. yesterday was the anniversary of the release date. And it just triggered me. I thought, Oh, I'll throw that on and watch that. So, uh, but that's, uh, I think it's about it, Out, you know, outside of, I've been on a, uh, rewatch of the Rocky movies lately, which I, I do every so often. I love the Rocky movies. You know, so weird, weirdly those. enough that it came on TV the other day and I watched the first Rocky movie. Weirdly enough. <laughs> oh, it, the first one, the first one's not necessarily my favorite cause I have a lot of nostalgia for some others, but the first one is a spectacular movie. I mean, it won Oscar for best movie that year. Yeah. I, was, I remember that. It, it was, oh, it's amazing. It's well, an amazing, amazing movie. I should clarify. I don't remember it as in I was there, but, <laughs> but, but I yeah. remember hearing that. <laughs> Whether you were there or not, it happened. So that's right. <laughs> I was definitely not there there. And when that came out, I was definitely not I was, alive. <laughs> I was barely there. <laughs> not that I would remember that, but. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Before we continue on, let's, uh, let's discuss our ongoing slash madness tourney. We just had the semifinal matchups. On Twitter, uh, the voting was a little bit tighter than some of the other rounds, but still not that not that tight. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers uh, defeated Ghostface. Myers had 84%. And Jason Voorhees defeated Freddy Krueger, and Jason Voorhees had 67%. That has been our tightest voting yet. I, I'm really not surprised by Michael Myers because, let's be frank, coming into this, I really thought, I mean, Michael Myers is probably going to win this damn thing. Because, right. I mean, is there, is there more iconic a horror movie killer than Michael Myers? I just don't think so. But uh, so that's that's one thing that's kind of weird about this is, you know, I don't know whether this is something we can do every year because what's going to happen? It's going to be the same results unless we, I don't know, unless we try to do, okay, uh, <laughs> most iconic horror movie killers B-level and try to come up with, I don't know, it's weird, but. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I guess I was a little surprised that the the Jason Freddy went a little tighter, but that you know still a little competitive. But that that sets up the final match, which will be posted on Twitter the day of the release of this. 
uh, episode, it will be Michael Myers versus Jason Voorhees. And again, I don't think that's any surprise because I feel like that's the two most iconic horror movie killers out there. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what happens in this one, though, because, again, we said it last time, but man, these two have very, very rabid fan bases. But the problem yeah. is there's a, lot, there's a lot of overlap. So it's like, yeah. I don't know, it's it's going to be wild. So it's going to. Yeah, it, it honestly, I, I was actually going to say that I was going to mention that when you look at slasher movie killers and especially the, the the matchup that we're looking at, obviously, Jason Voorhees came after Michael and obviously Jason Voorhees took some liberties, you know, Friday 13 took some liberties from Halloween. But there is a lot of overlap. So I think this one will be pretty close. I think I think Mike will still take it, but we'll see. Yeah. Go, Mikey. <laughs> Go, Mikey. We'll, You're my boy. We'll see. Yeah. Cut me, Mick. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's had to slip in another Rocky reference there. It's weird now. It's going to be like a recurring theme probably. <laughs> but uh, well, before we get too far into this madness that is, uh, let's go ahead and jump and play top three. Top three. <laughs> Today, we're going to discuss our top three favorite horror movie remakes. Um, and this is wild because there's a, a lot of horror movies that are, are remakes that people don't even realize, I don't think. That, uh, you know, uh, were made back in the 50s, the 60s or whatever that were remade in the you know 80s, 90s and so on. Um, so I don't think my picks are any surprises to anybody. I feel like sometimes with the top three, <laughs> I, I have recurring movies. But, you know, it, it's hard not to to dip into my favorites when when they apply. So so I do you have your top three favorite remakes. I sh- I certainly think that I do. Yeah, well, I. I, I don't think my, again, I don't think my story, I venture to guess that, oh boy, let's see, of our threes, I bet, I know, I almost guarantee at least one is the same. I will almost guarantee so? that. I, I do. I really, I truly do. I truly think one is, I, I venture to guess my number one is on your list. Uh, now, mm-hmm. the others, one of my three, I don't think at all is on your list. And the others, I, I don't know. I think, I feel like it might be a possibility. Who knows? But let's dive in. Uh, let's see. I'll start first. My number three. This is one that I thought might be a possibility, but I don't know. But I'm dipping into the Stephen King will again at number three from 2017. It is it. The <laughs> remake of the original 1990 miniseries, um, which uh, I, I love the original miniseries. Don't get me wrong. I love Tim Curry. I love everything about it. But man, the remake is damn near perfect in my eyes. It is. It, it gets it to a T and, and it is it is it is frightening. It is creepy. It is. Just when you thought Pennywise couldn't get any scarier, uh, he did. And even Stephen King himself has said, man, they 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 nailed it on this one. So uh, you, you laughed. Is that Ike? Is, uh, is that on your list? <laughs> yeah, that, that is also my number three. Uh, the, I knew yeah. there was an outside chance that would be. <laughs> so so go ahead then. At your number three is we'll go ahead and talk about it for 2017. Right. Let, let me preface that there were some other movies that, that were very close. And I just want to mention one that was super close that I really like. Uh, which was the crazies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that almost made my top three because it is a remake as well. Uh, but I did decide to go the other route. I was like, uh, it's better. So yeah, it chapter it chapter one and two. I would say both are incredible movies, incredibly casted movies. I mean, the kids from it. I mean, they're doing all kinds of great stuff. And I mean, the adults that they casted for those roles were fantastic as well. And not to mention. It's such a great movie, and I mean, it, it follows the same, you know, story as the original. Like you said, I love Tim Curry. Um, he will forever be one of my favorite actors of all time. It's just like, but when you look at this movie, and it's like, how 
how could they not make it even creepier? And it's like Bill Skarsgård did such a good job as Pennywise. And it's just, oh, it's a masterpiece in my opinion. That's one of the few movies that like all, I, I do it like a annual rewatch and it, it never gets boring to me because I always feel like there's something that I'm seeing that's just like so invigorating and it's just oh, super spooky. I love it. So yeah, it is also my number three. Well, there we go. So again, if, if what my prediction stands and two of our three will be the same. Interesting. And, and there, I, I think there, I think there's a distinct chance that, Maybe I don't know. We'll see that. Maybe they're both the, the other ones that number one. Who knows? My number two favorite remake. Again, I don't think this is a surprise anyone because I, I, I've talked about this movie, I think, a few times. It is from 1986. It is The Fly, which was originally released in 1958. The 58 version is OK, but I, the, 1986 took it to another level. I, we talked about it before. It creeps me out. There's parts that disgust me. Um, and, and Jeff Goldblum is just, a, you know, he's, you know. God's gift of uh, acting. He's is spectacular. Uh, I love the fly. Love that movie so much. I have nostalgia for it. Uh, and being a remake, I thought, man, this has got to be in my top three. So uh, this is the one though, Ike, that I thought there's probably no chance you got it in your top three. Yeah, you, you are correct. I have, I've never seen that movie. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> that. Yeah. See, that was your homework. You were supposed to see it. So you got to see that. Not, I do. Don't, don't, don't bump the Winchesters for seeing it, but you know, you got to watch it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, so, yeah. I, well, you I, can't, can't really comment I, on that one then. I, I cannot. I cannot comment on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, well then move on. What is your number two favorite horror movie remake? Absolutely. My f- number two favorite is 13 Ghosts. Um, I, so, that almost made my list. Almost made my list. <laughs> I, so obviously, I've never actually seen the original 13 Ghosts, which I believe is a 1960, like, 1960 is that the right year, I think it is. Um Please. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a remake. 1960 was the original. 2001 was the remake. Now, first and foremost, this has probably one of my favorite actors of all time, Matthew Lillard. Um, you know, he plays a psychic in this movie uh, who is basically helping to locate some of these ghosts, the 13 ghosts in question. Um, it has a really interesting cast. Um, it, it has the kind of the typical 90s cheese, um, but with some of the 2000s flair. Um, so you have a lot of the really great things that you got in the 90s with horror movies and some of the really great tropes. Um, but you got some of that new ageness to it. This was obviously like turn of the century. You know, this is in 2001. Um, 13 Ghosts is such a fantastic film. I would say that it's a hallmark film for anybody who's wanting to get into supernatural movies. Um, just because, I mean, it's like your classic haunted house story, except for a lot bloodier and a lot gorier. So uh, I love 13 Ghosts. I rewatch it often um i i think uh dave will probably agree it's probably one of the better uh ghost movies that we've ever probably been given <laughs> it is i love it uh i think when did we talk about that was it i think we were discussing paranormal or some of our favorite yeah. paranormal movies maybe that's how it came up uh it is it is a great great movie uh, again one that i think a lot of people would probably be surprised is a remake i think a lot of people maybe wouldn't you know wouldn't realize that yeah and um Again, it almost made my my top three. I I think it probably, as much as I love it, if, if I had, it probably would have knocked it off. I just don't think it would have knocked Fly because uh, right. I got so much nostalgia for that movie. And uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I love Thirteen Ghosts. Love it, absolutely love it. I haven't watched it in a while, so it's one of those movies I forget about a lot for some reason. And then I, I really need to rewatch. So maybe this will inspire me to to to, to rewatch it. Maybe I'll try to rewatch it by next episode. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but that brings us to my number one. And this is the one that I, I don't know. I, 
thought maybe we would both have. So we'll do or die because if we both have it, it's both our number ones. And um, it is. I know you love this movie and I love this movie. It is from 2009, the remake of Friday the 13th. Uh, the original was in 1980. Uh, was it your number one as well? That is also my number one. <laughs> I, see, I can't figure. I, I do love this movie. No, don't be wrong. I love the originals. I, I love them, love them, love them. But this movie, uh, this movie is just—it's great, right? I—I I, I don't know what the gen, general consensus on it is. I love it. I think it's fun. I think it hits all the Friday the 13th boxes. Uh, you know, it—it it, it doesn't change the lore. Doesn't change the story. It, it, it kind of ups the ups the violence a little bit, but not to a level where it's where you roll your eyes kind of stuff. You know, I think it's, you know, it, it keeps, you know, foot grounded in it. And then, you know, fanboy of me, it's got Jared Padalecki in it, and it, which makes it all the better for me. And um, it's just I, I love this movie. It, it's, it's great. Uh, it's 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 kind of a comfort movie to throw on. It's, it's an easy watch. Uh, and it's I don't know. It, it I, I love it. I enjoy it. I know. I know you love it because it, it essentially condenses the, the first two of the originals story-wise into the opening credits, essentially, and, and gets right to the meat of the matter, which is, I, I believe, one reason that you like it so much. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. I, I, I want to preface it by saying that I obviously I have an immense amount of respect for like all of the Friday 13 movies, and so I don't mean to disparage them, but one of my least favorite movies in the friday 13th franchise is the original so friday 13th part one from like you know what was that 1980 that's probably one of my least favorite like first horror movies you know what i mean and i would even go as far to say that the latter movies after that are much more enjoyable honestly had you given me friday 13th part two left friday 13th part one out of it completely i would have been fine with that I, it would have, in my opinion, been better. And, and not to disparage the first movie, because the first movie is obviously a pioneer of the, of the craft, and there's a lot of great things that can be said about it. Um, but one of the things that I can say about it is that I enjoy it. So um, the remake, in my opinion, like Dave said, does a fantastic job of basically giving you the gist of why Jason Voorhees is the way he is by giving you a sort of a flashback in the beginning of the film. And in, this, in my opinion, this movie combined the, the efforts of three whole movies from the 80s into one film, and in doing so, made what I would say is a pretty remarkable remake, especially for one made before 2010. So, you know, it is what it is. Have your opinions on it. But I think the remake, in my opinion, is a, a better film than the original, in my opinion. Yeah, see, I won't go that far. <laughs> I still I still partial to the originals. But as far as remakes, I, I, I love this one. I, I think it's great. I think it's a, a great installment in the series, even though it doesn't, you know, it's not like a continuation or or what have you. Um, but it, it, it and to be real, it's almost the movie they had to make because they'd gotten to the point where they've done so much and they did the Manhattan and they did the space and they did the Freddy versus there was. So it's like, what are you going to do now with Jason to, to try to, you know, I mean, to tell the the, the next chapter, where, where are you going to continue on? And uh, so it was almost like they had, you know, any legal issues, blah, blah, blah aside for the just creatively. It's almost like they needed the hard reboot. And right. uh, so I, I really think it was the thing to do. I do feel like, again, I know there's legal issues. I know there's all kinds of things that have have tripped up a lot of things. I do feel it's a missed opportunity to not continue on from it. Um, you know, if it could have, it could have happened, which I, I'm, I'm guessing it couldn't, uh, but you know, but hopefully, you know, we, like I said, we've got things in the work with Crystal Lake, the prequel series 
and some different things. We're hearing rumblings that some of these things are more tied to that reboot, this reboot movie than the others. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what it is. And uh, but again, I, it, I won't say that I like it more than the original or, the, or any of the originals per se. Uh, but I do love the movie and I think it is a, a high quality remake that is very, very enjoyable. So that is top three. Uh, let's catch our breath, take a drink, uh, calm ourselves down just a touch, and we'll come back with news and upcoming releases. Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. All right, and moving right into the news, we have some very interesting little tidbits for you today, so buckle up. So today we're going to start off with some toys and merch. We have HorrorMerchStore.com having a huge sale. Uh, I read this and I got immediately excited, so I'm going to have to go buy some shirts because they have buy three shirts, get two for free. Or buy three pops and get one for free. Um, if we're not being promoted by this company, we apparently we need to because that's a hell of a deal. I want some of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd man. buy that for a dollar. I really would buy three, get two free. That's actually not a bad deal. Now, obviously I'm sure the shirts are probably like 30 bucks a piece, but <laughs> I mean, right. you know, I, I've been looking to get some shirts anyway. There's some, you know, some things that I need. Some, some of my shirts are a little worn. So I thought, hell, you know, this is, this would be great because if, hell, even if they were 30 bucks, you're spending 90 bucks and you're getting five. Right. I mean, that's, that's a little more reasonable. So and now I have, you know, again, we're not sponsored by them. We don't have any connections to them. So I've not looked at their selection. But uh, hopefully they've you know they've got plenty of franchise choices and, and different things in there so sounds cool to me. Same. All right, so a couple of birthdays uh, <laughs> that are actually interesting. I uh, first of all the first one is Catherine Keener. Uh, however, in our notes it's Catherine Kenner, and when I went to look them up uh, earlier to try and figure out who they were, I couldn't find a Catherine Kenner, but it's Catherine Keener from Get Out. Uh, she plays the mother Armitage um, in that movie. Um, she had a birthday on the twenty third. Uh, additionally, you have Amy Smart, who had a birthday on the 26th, known for Mirrors and the Butterfly Effect, uh, one of Ashton Kutcher's greats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that might it. be a little lenient with the word great, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, in proportion to the movies that Ashton Kutcher has done, I would I, I would say greats. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're putting it side by side from what, what is that one, Dude, Where's My Car or something, maybe. <laughs> Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> what, you don't like Dude, Where's My Car? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. A uh, <laughs> couple, uh, or actually just one, anniversary release date. On the 27th, we have Sisters from 1973, Conjoined Twins Murderers with Margaret Kidder. Um, I've never seen this movie. Have you seen this movie, Dave? I have not, but I, I will tell you this. You had me at Conjoined Twins that were murderers. That that right there is an interesting concept. And you had me at Margot Kidder because I love Margot Killer. Kidder <laughs> uh, from, from Black Christmas, uh, from Superman. Uh, I love Margot Kidder. Uh, so this is another movie that will have to go on the list to 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 watch. Absolutely. And unfortunately, we also have to express some condolences uh, in memoriam on the 17th. We lost uh, Lance Reddick. Um, and honestly, I'll, I'll be real. I was really not anticipating reading that. Um, for people who don't know, Lance Reddick, you know, he was in The Wire, The Matrix franchise, American Horror Story, Resident Evil, John Wick, uh, Destiny 2 for the gamers. Um, Fringe. Fringe. I mean, Lance Reddick, in my opinion, is a is such a overlooked actor. Um, you know, uh, just a little little cheese for me here. 
Um, I would say he's probably one of my favorite actors, hands down. Uh, seeing him in the Resident Evil series and such a leading role because he plays Albert Wesker. And a lot of people hate the, the Resident Evil Netflix series. And I always tell people who, who hate that series, I always say, you need to watch it because Lance Reddick is phenomenal in that movie. Lance Reddick is what I, I would hope from a live action uh, Albert Wesker. Um, so, yeah, despite your feelings on that show, watch it. Lance Reddick is amazing. Um, and also watch his other movies. Uh, he's a fantastic actor. Sorry. I had, I had to get all that out because I, I love Rant Lance Reddick and he's going to be very deeply missed, especially from me. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I think he was I think he said he was 60 years old or whatever. So but yeah. it's a. It's a, it's, I don't know. It's weird to me because he's done so much and it's, you know, so much good stuff, but I feel like he's just, his career was just really even starting to climb more and more here recently. And it's, so it's, uh, it's, it's nuts. And, uh, it really is. I, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if they've released what's happened, what, what, what the cause was. I, I heard that, um, the night of the world premiere of John Wick four, he was not there. Uh, so it makes me makes me believe there was uh, some form of an illness or something involved here. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I would assume that's what it is, but it makes me feel that there was something going on. I don't know. I, I don't want to speculate and I don't, I don't believe anything's officially been released, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it's hard when we lose, when we lose anybody that we're you know, fans of, uh, but you know, the, some of the older actors and actresses, you're, you know, you're sad, but then you're like, okay, well, you know, it happens when, you know, and, and I don't know though, you feel like you're, I don't know. I know he was 60, but it, it felt like a young 60. It, it really yeah. did. So. Right. Absolutely. Yep, too bad. All right. So we have also a little bit of news. Uh, we already kind of knew this was happening. Um, you know, it's just it, 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 we knew it was happening. But Scream 7 is officially on. Uh, filming is to begin this year. Um, obviously, uh, as we all know, Dave and I are huge fans of Scream. We talked at length about Scream in our last episode, so if you haven't yet watched that, please do so. It was actually a really good episode, a lot of fun filming it. Um, well, I should say recording it. Um, but yeah, absolutely, check that episode out. Um, very, very good. So we're also very excited about Scream 7, uh, a.k.a. The Return of Stu. Um, <laughs> One can hope. But, I mean, I've done it for you know five other movies since. That I, Every time I say, oh, Stu's coming back, Stu's coming back, well, We'll see what's happening here. Right. But we we won't put anything officially on the record till closer to time. We'll save that content for later. But Amen. Uh, in addition to that, we also have an upcoming release uh, on April the 4th, actually, on Screambox. We have Holy Shit. Now, you heard that right. That movie is called Holy Shit. Um, architect Frank regains consciousness in a locked porta potty on a building site pre-demolition. As he desperately tries to escape, he realizes the person behind this is going after his family next. So, holy shit, better check out Holy Shit. <laughs> I'm t- this movie... I, man, I, I say it all the time how much I like cheese in my horror. And they, I'm not saying this is cheesy per se, but this is this concept of being <laughs> locked in a porta potty, potty and a building site pre demolition, which in the, <laughs> because of the porta potty, I'm, you know, they, they pull the clever name holy shit for it. Everything about this makes me chuckle. <laughs> I not, I don't know. I'm not expecting it to be a spectacular movie, but it sounds fun to me, and I think it's one that I'll definitely watch. Probably. I'll probably watch it as well, uh, just because it's called Holy Shit, honestly. Um, Also, one other note, um, if you haven't seen it already, we've talked about this movie a lot, too, but Knock at the Cabin is now available on Peacock. 
Um, if you have a subscription to that, check it out. You might be able to get a free one. I don't know if they still offer those or not. Um, but uh, absolutely, we, you know, Dave and I both loved it. And M. Night Shyamalan classic, Dave Batista at his finest. Um, great movie. I'll have to watch it again soon. Yeah, I, I look forward to watching it again. Uh, it was, you know, I, I love the, I love the quick turnaround nowadays with the stuff and how quickly it gets the video on demand and streaming and everything else and, uh, the, you know, the chance to watch it again because – I look forward to second viewings of movies I enjoy, and, and this was a movie I enjoyed. So, absolutely, honestly, that's one of the worst things I think—not the worst thing, but it's like sometimes like I won't go to the theaters because I'm like, oh, it's gonna be on video on demand super soon. Yeah, like okay, yeah. I'm like I'm probably not gonna go watch Shazam too because it's gonna be on HBO Max in a month. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving uh, right along. Or go ahead. Speaking before we before we segue here, and uh, I, we talked about earlier. I know we've already talked about what we watched. Have you went and seen Ant Man yet? I haven't. I, I was actually. I think we're gonna go watch it Tuesday. I think they saw it from show times. I did. I went and saw it. We went and saw it over the weekend, and so we'll, we'll, I won't say anything until after you're done. But okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. This, no spoilers. It, it might, you know, it, it might be a good thing that we don't have a uh, superhero movie review podcast that we're discussing. But true, very true. We, that. Dave and I, also have a very, very large love of superheroes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could do that podcast. We totally could do that podcast. But, but oh, anyway, go ahead. But but thus alone, this is a horror podcast. And with that in mind, we're going to pause. But when we come back, we are going to give you the full unhinged review of Children of the Corn 2023. Listen to their screens is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and here we are. We're back on Listen to the Screams. And now it's time for our main event for the review of Children of the Corn from 2023. Available now on video on demand. Uh, the film describes the events leading up to and including the massacre of the adults of a small town in Nebraska by their children after the adults irresponsibly ruined the crop and their children's future. Uh, Kurt Wimmer was a director writer. It's an adaptation of the Stephen King novel of the same name starring. <laughs> we'll see how many of these names I slaughter. I do this every time <laughs> I get rolling and the tongue just ties <laughs> starring Elena Camporis, Kate Moyer, uh, Colin Mulvey. And it is the 12th adaptation of the novel. And it was filmed during the 2020 lockdown, and the release was pushed back to 2023. 12 adaptations coming from this novel. And I have to say, let's get this right out of the gates. God damn it, guys. It's time to stop. Because first and foremost, maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's the fact that I do like some cheese or whatever else. You're not getting better than the 80s version. It's just not going to happen. Because of two things, two words I could say, Isaac and Malachi. Those yep. two characters are spectacular. You cannot, and so I mean, well, let's get right up front. If anybody can't read my tone, I, I didn't enjoy this movie. I, I did not like, I, I just, it was boring to me. It felt very flat, and I, and I know that's harsh, but it, it just it, it just was. I, and I, I watched it trying not to compare it to the other, and even in that vein, I, I don't feel like it, it, it held itself well enough. I don't think it was overly acted that great. I mean, there was there's a, some you know little parts here and there. Okay, I just I just don't I don't know. It just I can't think of something that it really excelled at to save it. And and it's probably the impossible task. But the girl that was playing the whatever the Isaac kind of role, 
I, I'm sorry. It just doesn't compare. It's not, right. a, you know, and, and again, I don't know whether you can, but she wasn't as creepy and it didn't have the same impact. And and I don't know. I, I just, uh, I, I did not enjoy this movie. I, I really can't come up with much. This saving gaze. I, you know, I th- it's at least a little clever that they went back a little further into the timeline to show more of the pre-massacre and how, you know, I mean, I don't know what it was. The the parents uh, had these the corn crop and it, it, it failed. They got they believe they got suckered into buying this land for corn and and it, it, the crops failed and they were the town was withering away and they were losing all their money. Uh, they believed they were going to sell off to that whatever that government. What is it called? Government subsidy where yeah. you basically are paid to not use the land. And uh, they thought that was their only thing. The kids did not agree because I don't know. The kids had this connection to the corn. And this quote unquote demon or whatever it is, the, the, the higher power thing in the corn. Um, and they, they didn't want to see that. They felt like they should get a vote. They, the, you know, and they say the parents didn't agree. So these children who already showed to have some violent tendencies <laughs> early in the movie uh, decided <laughs> to take matters into their own hands. Uh, there was the, you know, one girl who was a little older. I think she was, I don't know, I guess she was already 18 or 17 or pretty close to it but had went away for a while and it was back for a bit. And she was kind of the voice of reason and whatever. So she kind of became an, I don't know. It, it, I just feel like it was a kind of a weak telling, a weak adaptation. Again, I don't think the acting was all that great. Um, and I just, I don't know. There wasn't, it didn't have any spectacular kills or anything to jump out and say, well, there, at least there's that, you know, something. I mean, I just, I couldn't find anything to hang my hat on at this movie. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I could usually find enjoyment in about any movie. And this one, I was like, man, I was I'm, I was glad it was over. I really was. And I I, I hate to kind of come up. I mean, again, I, I feel like it's all I'm doing here lately is just being harsh and being right. the old man putting down <laughs> movies. But I'm trying to be honest. And and um, and, and again, I tried not to look at it j- through you know, jaded lenses because I like the original so much. I really tried to just look at it on its own, independent of that, just, you know, how is it? And I, and I just don't I don't feel like even on that it, it stood up to it. I don't by comparison. It was I, no no comparison in my eyes. But even on its own, if you don't even try to think about the other, I just I just don't think it had legs. So what right. do you think? I Yeah, here, here's the deal. Um, I think first and foremost, you have a film series um, that has the roots that it has. Right. You have Children of Corn that goes all the way back to the original film. And I just want to reiterate again. Twelve. 12 entries to this freaking series, man. Um, so the original Children of Corn, obviously, it's from 1984. So since 1984 to now, and, and we're looking at about 40 years, there have been 12 movies. Okay. And obviously, that's not a lot of movies for the number of years, but for one series whose original premise really wasn't that deep, I, I think that they've really milked this cash cow. And they've milked it, and they've milked it, and now the cow is dead. Um, here's the deal. I'm fine with remakes. I, I, I'm obviously a fan of remakes. And so I want to preface that what I'm saying is not because I don't like remakes. It's that I don't like bad remakes. Um, and there are bad remakes, and this, is unfortunately, is a bad remake. Honestly, had you not named this Children of the Corn, had you not put that label on it, and you just released it as some cheesy B, B sci-fi-ish movie – 
probably would have been just fine. Had you maybe just some of the themes, it probably would have been a better movie. Now, I will say there is obviously sort of a paradigm when it comes to filming during lockdown. Um, we have seen a lot of movies that were filmed during lockdown that unfortunately the final product didn't exactly end up being the best. And, you know, there were some restrictions that may have, may have caused that. Uh, but I don't think that to be the case with this movie. Um, I think that this movie was just very poorly planned. It was very poorly thought out. Um, I, I enjoy horror movies, and I did enjoy this movie to the extent of it was a movie. It was a little spooky, and it had some interesting kills. That That's essentially it. There really wasn't much to this movie that brought me in and like really enthralled me. Um, just for point of reference, I started watching this movie once. I got bored, so I said, I'm going to watch something else, and then I'll watch this tomorrow. When I finally sat down to watch it, I gave it a fair, fair shake, gave it my attention, and it just really wasn't something I was vibing with. Um, like Dave said, the other movies, for lack of a better phrase, are much better. The original film's really good. Even like some of the sequels are really good. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. And I even watched the uh, original, the, uh, there was actually another remake in 2009 of the Children of the Corn movie, which was really good too. Um, that movie specifically, you know, brought in the characters of Malachi and Isaac, played by different people, of course. But even then, you know, they, they tried to, you know, live up to that original concept. Um, I do intend to watch the other Children of the Corn movies, no matter how bad they might be. Uh, <laughs> and I anticipate them to be pretty, pretty uh, piss poor. Yeah, they but, uh, bad. <laughs> but I think the point that I'm getting to is that while this was a movie, um, it was not necessarily a movie that I would go out of my way to ever watch again. I guess if you put a gun in my head, I would watch it again. Um, <laughs> but I guess whether or not I would watch the movie under duress, it doesn't really speak to how good <laughs> the movie was. No. Um, I will say there was there are two specific complaints that I want to jump into real quick. Number one, the fucking dialogue, man. They there was that part in the beginning ish where that they're fucking with the car and like the this teenage boy comes in who is supposed to be in his like late teens and he's like <laughs> he's like what the what the frick guys what the frick bro when I was 17 years old I was not saying frick I was dropping the f bomb it sounds like a guy who went to church wrote dialogue for teenagers yeah and not only that though <laughs> wasn't the kid growing pot. He was. He so was growing like, pop, but won't say fuck. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not like this guy was squeaky clean. This this guy is a, technically a felon, so, I mean, but put together what you will. <laughs> this was his grandmother's car, supposedly. Exactly. Blah, 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 and they're busting it up, and he was really kind of like, this is what I'm saying, the acting. He's like, oh, okay, well, this is my grandma. He didn't really seem that pissed off by this. And then he just kind of jumped in and started playing whatever. With, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is there a kid up trying to walk the plank? What I'm like, what is what is this? That's what I'm saying. They, these kids, I don't know what happened in this town prior to the corn shit. These kids were already had some conditions going on here. I, you know, so I will say they, they did kind of show like a real like a really early because the main character is supposed to be kind of like the Isaac of oh, this movie. Yeah, that is true. There was I forgot about that. The opening. Because she was in the orphanage and they gassed the orphanage on accident. Well, yeah. not on accident. I, they they purposely gassed the orphanage. Their intention was not to kill them, but they they killed like twelve people. Which first of all, what a jarring way to start a movie. I was like, holy shit, they just killed twelve kids. <laughs> they just killed twelve kids. Holy shit. And I was really kind of like, okay, maybe this movie won't be as bad as I thought it was. Um, 
but then it immediately went downhill. They they started off with a really brash and upfront approach to like how to begin this movie, and then they immediately fell off. It was like an immediate spike down. It was like somebody spiked this image to the earth. And man, I, I just have to say, like, again, I didn't hate the movie. Like, I, I would not say I hated this movie, but I also would not say that I liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if I can say the same thing. I just, I, I feel like this was just a, oh, let's do Stephen King. Which one do we want to do? Oh, let's do Children of the Corn. You know, I, I really thought they would just, they thought they would be able to pull, throw something together, put it out there, and it would have some moderate success just based on that alone. And, um, and I don't, I don't feel like it succeeded and, uh, at all. I don't feel like it succeeded at anything. I, I did not enjoy the movie. Um, I, again, I, I don't know. I really, I, I just don't, I don't have any saving graces. You said you had two points, two big issues. It, oh, besides yeah. the dialogue, what was the other? Excuse me. The other one, um, I didn't. <sighs> So, like, in the other movies, they, they never directly show, like, a monster, right? Right. They never they never directly show a this, creature. Yeah, of the this was my hang-up. One of my it, biggest, yeah. But, like, and, and, they, and they put this creature in there. And here's the deal. If you're going to go off script like that and you're going to show the creature, that thing better be fucking grotesque. That thing better look like yesterday's lunch shit shit out of your body you know what i mean like it needs to look horrible like and, and and what i mean by horrible is i mean it needs to be like gross looking you know what i mean like it needs to be either really vile looking or it needs to be really shocking and this was neither this was literally just like a cornstalk creature and it was pretty poor cgi and yeah. and, and here's my here's my hang up I'm, I'm not even necessarily a huge like i'm you know, like, I like bad animation. I like bad CGI sometimes. You know what I mean? I like the Pumpkinhead movies. But it's like, here's the deal. You you have this movie. You have this lineage. You have this expectation that we're probably not going to see this monster. You then show – not only do you show the monster, you get up close and personal, and it's it, it just looks like a like a cornstalk creature. And it's, it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's nothing. <laughs> it, it reminded me of the uh... – the guy in Stranger Things in the latest, the uh, in the Upside Down, the the, oh, well, the, the guy that went over there, uh, what is his name? I don't remember Vecna? his name. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, I think it's it. It reminded me, it's like if suddenly Stranger Things went public domain and somebody tried to make an independent film uh, <laughs> based on it, and like this is the best we can do to get him here. It was just, it, it just didn't even hit nail. I don't know. It was. I think they probably would have been better off leaving it with the mystique of not seeing yeah. left to the imagination. Maybe where she looked like she saw something, it was coming at her, a little shock in her face, go to credits or something, you know, just, I think it, I think it would have been okay to, I don't know, not, not show, but, but I mean, I, I hated that part of the movie, but I, I, that, you know, that wasn't the only thing killing this movie. <laughs> so no, there was plenty, plenty of other things to put nails in the coffin. This yeah. was, that was just one of my big hangups because it's just like, yeah. you know, we're in 2020. We we are not 20. We're in 2023. My bad. But I guess when the movie was made, it was 2020. And even at that point, it, it's like it's not unacceptable to have like grotesque creatures in movies, obviously. So it's like I feel like if you had gone the more visceral route, it, it probably would have been cool. But I just feel like what they did landed flat and like the creature just kind of seemed boring. It seemed 
honestly sort of like a pet more than anything else. It's just a cornstalk creature. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, and and this is coming from a guy who I mean I'm I am I, I love Stephen King movies. I yeah. love Stephen King, and I'm I'm typically a little biased. You listen to my top threes, and Stephen King steps all over it, and, and I I love them, and uh, you know, and I'm I'm cool with remakes if you do it right, or you have a different interpretation, or or you know, after you know, some movies after after years, you know, just technology and what have you, it it cries to be remade and some things up, updated, and I just don't, I don't. This wasn't it. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like it was a, a strikeout all around. Um, so let, let's write this thing. <laughs> uh, I, again, I don't like it. I, I, flat out, it, it's two out of two out of five screams for me. I just can't. Damn near, damn near was my first one scream movie. But I thought, well, I, I'll give it a little <laughs> bit more than, than that. But not much. It, it's hanging on by a thread for me. I was gonna say you're, you're like I, you're like I'm not exactly uh, ready to give it a one, but uh, yeah, I I would have to. So here's the deal. Prior to this, we we both gave each other our, our kind of initial impressions, no details, just like what we rated it. And I initially said 2.5 out of 5, but I cannot in good conscience give this a 2.5 out of 5 anymore because, in my opinion, based on what we've talked about and everything else, a 2.5 means that I, I, I at least derive some moderate enjoyment out of this movie other than it just being a movie, and I can't really say that it did. So I'm going to say two and a, 2 out of 5 as well. I think that's fair. I think it's what the movie deserves. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sorry. I you know I I tell people all the time, oh watch it yourself, formulate your opinion. And I still stand by that. But I don't know. I, I mean I I don't know. I don't know who's enjoying this movie, especially when there's so much. <laughs> other. It's not like they took something and it's like you're like oh the adaptation is just not very good. It's they took something who already has several adaptations and tried to do it again. And how they thought they improved on any of the adaptations is beyond me. I just don't I don't you know, if they would have taken some other Stephen King novel or short story or something and and tried it, um, you know, and even if you strike out, it's like, well, OK, at least you try something different. But right. it's like when you're taking something that's that, that may, you know, let's be honest, it's probably already been overdone. I mean, you know, Children of the Corn was just a short story. It's it's I mean, it's not crying for this many remakes and, and, and whatever. And if you want to, you know, if you want to do more in the in the corn verse or whatever you want to call it, you know, <laughs> if you want to come up with something, something derivative and, and try an original you know, story spinning out of it, that's one thing. But to to, to go back and, and try to, quote unquote, reinter, I don't know. I just don't. I feel like they've, they've been very careful to say it's their interpretation or whatever else, because I don't know. It's almost like <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I would. It would be hard pressed to call this an interpretation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I agree. I, it's... I don't mean to be, you know, super demeaning about them because I know that I'm sure people put a lot of hard work into it. But it's like when you when you think about it an interpretation, it's like how many how many different ways can this this be interpreted? You know what I mean? That that's my thing. Honestly, had they ended this movie and been like it was aliens the whole time, I probably would have liked it better. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just like one of those things. It's like. I think at this juncture, if they're going to do anything else with the Children of the Corn, they're going to need to do a requel. They're going to need to give it a few years, get somebody good on board, maybe get the rights over to like, um, oh shit, who are they? Um, A24 or something, or, yeah, right. or A24, one of these 
A24 Somebody. or uh, the people who made the, the Halloween. That What was the production company who did that? Oh, Blumhouse or whatever? Blumhouse. Yeah, get it over to like Blumhouse or something like that. Let one of them create a requel and then make a couple sequels off that and then probably not make another Children of the Corn movie for like 15 to 20 years. I mean, honestly, I think that's the route that we need to go at this juncture because truthfully – this movie didn't really add anything to the series. It was a lot of rehashing, a lot of rewashing, if you will, of the same old bullshit. So I think if you're going to do anything, you need to do a requel, we'll get some of the people from the original film back. I know Linda Hamilton's still around. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably my biggest problem with it is, hey, Linda Hamilton's not in it. I mean, right. I, I, love, I love Linda Hamilton. But uh, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I mean, uh, that could work. But I feel like you really just need to let Children of the Corn lay dormant for just a bit. Let's yeah. just let's just let it lie for a few years. And, uh, and that's the thing. Stephen King's got so much work out there. Let's, you know, and I again, I know this was not a big release and whatever else. It's not like they can just go out and secure the rights to some hot, un, unmade Stephen King novel or story. You know, that I know you have to have pool. You have to have money. I get that. I get it. And, and you know, Children of the Corn, the short story is whatever. It's damn near 50 years old. And um, so I know that some of that plays into I, I I I understand. I get that. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy it. But, uh, you know, and again, I don't I, we've reviewed some movies. I, like, again, I felt like I've been grumpy here lately about movies, but I've had some mixed reactions to things. Next episode, I don't know. I, it's going to be all mixed reactions again for me, though, because uh, next episode, we're going to do a Child's Play franchise review, much like we did with the Scream franchise. Uh, we're going to do a consensus countdown of all the Child's Play movies, everything that's in the franchise. We're not going to include the TV series in it, uh, it yeah. since it's kind of on its thing. But get, don't get me wrong. I it's love good. the TV series. <laughs> yeah, I love the TV series. I really, really do. And we'll probably talk it a little bit, but it's not going to be in our countdown. We're just doing the movies. And and the, I, don't get me wrong. I love Child's Play. I love Chucky. But if you're looking at the series as a whole, yeah, this, is, this is going to be a roller coaster when you take the series as a whole. Uh, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I, the, the discussion might be, I don't know, it, it'll probably lean a little more heavy towards the early movies. And, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. You know, at least a positive discussion. Well, uh, but anyway, uh, but part of that is that we're going to do a top three where we're going to discuss our top three favorite non Chucky characters in the movies. Uh, something a little different uh, that we're going to discuss. Uh, like I said, we're going to do the consensus movie countdown. And then part of it, we're, uh, we'll call it a review, but we're not we're not really critiquing per se. I mean, we might a little, but we're going to discuss. We're not going to rate it because it's a documentary. Yeah, but we're going to discuss uh, the Living with Chucky documentary review. It comes out April fourth from Screenbox. We have a screener link, so we get to watch it early. And it is a filmmaker who grew up alongside Chucky the Killer doll seeks out other families surrounding the Child's Play films as they recount their experiences working on the ongoing franchise and what it means to be a part of the Chucky family. Uh, with Lynn Shane, Marlon Wayans, uh, Brad Dorf, who was the voice of Chucky and played uh, the human side of Chucky, uh, Charles or whatever his name is. Abigail Breslin and others. Uh, I believe the, the filmmaker, I could be wrong. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't dug into it beyond this. I believe the filmmaker and whatever else, I, I, I believe it's it's Brad Dorff's daughter. And, really? and she's an actress as well. And then, so I think that's why it's called Living with Chucky is because, you know, her dad. And again, I, again, I could be wrong. I could be misreading. She could just have, have a part in this documentary 
as a, you know, a talking head or whatever you want to say. But I believe that she's kind of the driving force behind this. And with her dad being, I mean, again, I could be mistaken. Off the top of my head, I believe Brad Dorf has voiced Chucky in everything. I don't believe anybody else has ever, ever done it. I, again, once we dive deeper in next week, maybe I'll see that somewhere in some of the shitty movies I haven't watched as much. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I think overall, I believe he is the, the voice of Chucky. I, I don't know that anybody else has done it, but we will we will see. But uh, again, I look forward to that because uh, some of these movies I really enjoy, some of them I really really don't like. So it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting to to discuss the ones we like, and I guess it'll be fun to <laughs> discuss the ones we don't as well. Uh, I don't think we're gonna have much problem with our consensus countdown on this. I feel like we're gonna be right at sync on these movies, but. But one cannot underestimate, uh, understate how iconic a character Chucky is in horror. So it'll be fun to talk. And I'm looking forward to the documentary. I love documentaries. I love horror documentaries. So I, I'm looking forward to watching that because I'm a documentary guy. So Absolutely. excuse me. So that'll be next episode. So I, before we close out and get out of here, anything uh, anything you want to say? All I got to say is, uh, hi, I'm Ike, and I'm your friend to the end. hi ho That's right. Are you going to gonna go uh, have some corn for dinner now? Corn? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come I'm, on, man. I'm turned off from corn for the rest of my life, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe. Especially children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always what I think when I see creepy kids. I always think of, I, you know, it's like, oh, children it's a child of corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> I always, always think that shit. But again, I don't know, say what you want. I, I don't know. I just, come on, Isaac and Malachi, you don't get better than that. Give it Amen. up, people. Quit. Quit trying. So whatever the case may be. So anyway, until next week, when we do that child's play franchise uh, review and discussion, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on the social media outlets that we discussed earlier. And until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>